Thank you for joining us today. We hope this teaching inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you tools for everyday life. We encourage you to visit us at mbcocala.com to discover more about the life-changing ministry at Meadowbrook, as well as convenient ways you can partner with us financially in helping people move from where they are to where God wants them to be. Enjoy the message. Well, hey, I'm not Pastor Tim. Uh, my name is Nick, and I am one of the pastors here. And it's such an honor that he would ask me to speak. Do y'all love your pastor? Can we give it up for him real quick? Can we honor him? Oh, my gosh. And Miss Alicia. Man, I got to tell you, it doesn't get better. Y'all are blessed. Tell somebody around you, you're blessed. Tell them you're blessed. No, you actually have to tell them. Tell them you're blessed. Like, tell them. Play along. Tell them you're blessed. There you go. We're going to have fun today, so you got to get involved. you got to wake up. All right, let's go ahead and stand to our feet and pray together before we jump in. If you're comfortable, go ahead and put your arms out like you want to receive something from God today. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you're here and that you care. There are hundreds of people in this room and hundreds of people watching online right now that have pain, problems, and situations, all of which I I simply can't know all of them. But God, I thank you that you do, you know, and that you care for them. So God, right now, help me to help people. I don't have what they need, but you do. So God, my prayer is that when everything is said and done in this place, that you, Jesus, the Lord of our lives, the head over all things of this church, that you would be pleased, you would be honored, and that these, your people, every single one of them will be helped today. And that's our prayer in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. Hey, help me welcome our online campus and our East campus. What's up, y'all? Good to have you with us. And you can be seated. So I'm a licensed and ordained pastor. I have a master's degree in theological studies, and I've been in ministry for over a decade. And prayer sometimes is still a struggle for me. Oh, that feels good. Anybody with me? Anybody just got set free there? Does that help anybody? Okay, okay, you're like me. Great, all right. If I don't go into my prayer time with a plan, I am ADD. Squirrel, I am like all over the place. I am. Oh, you're like me too. Good, good, good. All right, this is going to go well today. I'm telling you, so if, I, if I'm going to my prayer time, and I'll, it's something like this. Jesus, thank you for waking me up today, and you're just so good. And I worship you for who you are and what you've done in my life. I thank you that you forgive me my sins, and you took care of all of my junk, all of my trash in my life. Trash. Did I take the trash out? <laughs> yeah, I did. No, no, I didn't. No, it's all right. Oh, I hear the trash chuck. God, please slow down that trash chuck. Give him a flat tire in Jesus' name. And then you got to run out in your PJs. You got to do it real quick so your neighbors don't see you. You know what I mean? You're like. And you take it out. You come back inside, start making breakfast and scrolling through Instagram. And you forget you were praying all together. Come on, anybody with me? Be real, be real. Be, well, okay, so we're friends today. We, we, we know each other. If I don't go into prayer with a plan, I'm, I'm done for and if you're like me, which I think you are, a lot of us struggle with prayer. It's, the, it's this mystical, ethereal, theoretical kind of, do I like candles? And do I, what do I do? What do I do with this thing? How does this, how does this whole thing work? So today, I simply want to make prayer a little more accessible for normal Joes like you and me. For people that just want to connect with God in a meaningful way, in a powerful way, I want to share something with you that has revolutionized my life. It's changed me. 
And I truly believe that it could change you for 2019 and beyond. That, that next year could be a different year if you embrace what we're talking about today. So I'm going to give you my favorite prayer to pray. And it gives you a, a framework of, of how to pray and how to go to God in a, in a powerful way. And this prayer is found in the Old Testament, the book of First Chronicles. A book you've probably never read before because it's boring. <laughs> Can I say that? Can we laugh at that in church? I just did. So, First Chronicles, and, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why it's kind of hard to read. It's, there's not a lot of content. There's, there's, there's not a story. It's pretty much just a bunch of names. It's a, it's a lineage. It's this person, we got 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 this person, chapter two. We got this person, we got this person, we got this, that, that. yeah, okay. You, so you read that stuff too. Okay, I, I, good, good, good. And it's, a, it's just a whole bunch of names. And when I, if I ever have a son, when I give him the sex talk one day, I'm just going to say, son, when two people love each other, they begat. <laughs> That's it. Good luck. They begatting it on. All right, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> Where was I? <laughs> okay. So it has all these names. It's actually 600 names. The prayer is found in the middle of 600 names. And all these names, you don't know how, how to pronounce them. They're thousands of years old in a Middle Eastern culture. I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. So here's actually some names that I found reading through this. And we're going to try and pronounce them together. And then I'll give you the name you can just throw in if you try and you fail and you just want to keep reading, okay? We'll try the first one. Go ahead. Hazalub has. Well, uh, see, you don't know it either. We'll try it. How about hazelnut? Okay, great. That, that works. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, wait, wait, wait. How about this one? How about this one? Almond, almond, belath, almond butter. <laughs> and here's my favorite one. Here's my favorite one. Ram, ramatha, Rumpelstiltskin. All right, we'll just, we'll go with that one. But what's so cool about this prayer is that God presses pause on all those names, all those begats. In the middle of 600 names, he says, stop. There is someone that I want to give an honorable mention to. There's someone that you need to know about. 2018, Ocala, Florida, right here at Meadowbrook Church. Stop reading. You need to know about this guy. And this is what we know about Jabez. First Chronicles 4, verse 9. We're only going to be in two verses our whole time together. Verse 9 says this. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Any mamas out there know that childbirth is painful. Yeah? My wife just had uh, our second little girl nine weeks ago. So nine weeks old, little Paisley, beautiful. Yeah, we can, we can clap for my daughter. That's cool. And... I mean, I was in the room. That's painful. And I don't think, I don't think that the, the father gets enough credit in the whole childbirth process. I really don't. Because I, I had to sleep on one of those really uncomfortable fold-out hospital beds. And I kind of cranked my neck. And check this out. And for the pain, I asked the doctor for an epidural. He told me no. It's his problem. I'm going to find a new hospital. You're fired. But here's what's crazy, that the word Jabez, this guy's name Jabez, literally meant pain. His name was pain. How you doing? I'm John. I'm pain. His name was pain. 
And I think it's really sad he had to walk around with that identity his entire life. And I know with the hundreds of people represented here today, you probably have a name. Maybe your name isn't pain. Maybe your name is divorce. Maybe your name is addiction. Maybe your name is depression, anxiety, loser, victim, stupid, worthless, dirty. And that name that maybe you gave yourself or somebody gave you and you're walking out the script of a name that you believe about yourself. This was Jabez. This was pain. And what's amazing about the prayer we're about to read is that Jabez doesn't even pray about his pain. He doesn't even mention it till the very end. Now, if I'm Jabez, my life is marked by pain, that would be the number one thing I go to God about. And if you're honest, come on, we can, we're all friends here today. Most of our prayer life is about our pain, yeah. our problems. God, fix me. God, help me. God, I want you to do exactly what I want you to do. I'm going to put a quarter in and hope to get out a blessing. And, and, and hope you fix my stuff. And it's all about me. And it never really goes beyond that. But this guy, Jabez, is incredible. He doesn't mention his pain. He doesn't even worry about his problems. Instead, he shows us how to focus our attention in prayer, not on our pain, not on our problems, but on the power and the promises of God. It'll change everything if you flip your focus. Because it's amazing when we stop focusing on our pain and our problems, how small those get. And we focus on our big, powerful God full of promises for our life. It's amazing how when our focus shifts, everything else starts to shift too. And so we're going to read the prayer, and this is the only scripture we're going to be in today. So we're really going to break it down. We're going to learn it together. 1 Chronicles 4, verse 10 says this. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. What I love about this is Jabez is a guy. His name meant pain. He's got pain. He's got problems. He's not perfect. But with audacity, he cried out to God. And God heard and God cared and God responded big on his behalf. And so be encouraged. If you're a screw up, you got pain, you got problems, you got issues, you got sin, you got shame, you got guilt, you got a past, you're in good company. Amen. Me included. And here's Jabez, a guy with a past, crying out to God. You don't have to be perfect to go to God. You don't even, let me say this. This is for somebody. My atheist and agnostic friends out there, you don't believe any of this stuff? You don't even have to believe in him to give this a try. I dare you. You might love it. It'll change your life forever. He doesn't mention his pain to the very very end. So God says, stop your begatting. You need to know about this God. And we need to know how to pray this prayer. So let's go back. Let's break it down together. First Chronicles 4, verse 10. This one sentence prayer could literally change your life forever. It could take you 20 minutes or 20 seconds. But I'm telling you, make this a part of your daily routine. It'll change you. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me. Number one, first thing to pray for is pray for blessing. Everyone say blessing. No, say it like you like it. Say blessing. There you go. And blessing is simply this. This is my definition. is God giving you more than you need. That's it. Blessing is God 
giving you more than you need. My daughter and I, uh, her name's Ella, she's two. We went on our first daddy-daughter date several weeks ago, and I took her to the finest dining establishment Ocala has to offer. Chick-fil-A, baby! You know! And I know they're closed today, but tomorrow they're open. Joy comes in the morning. Can I get an amen? All right. Church jokes gone wild. Um, So anyway, went to Chick-fil-A, and we're doing it right, okay? So we're getting fried chicken, and we're getting the sandwich, we're getting the nuggets, we're getting the waffle fries. Yes, Lord, the Polynesian sauce. And then we finish. We both get an ice cream cone. And it's so fun. With a two-year-old ice cream cone, I mean, you can't negotiate with a terrorist. All bets are off. I mean, ice cream's going everywhere. She's a mess. And this is my first daddy-daughter date with her. So I'm just, I'm doing the best that I can. And so I'm trying to wipe her off, but I'm just kind of letting her go for it. Then this lady comes over. You better be nice to me. You're going to be a sermon illustration. So this lady comes over. And I guess the level of cleanliness by which I was cleaning my daughter wasn't up to her standards. So she came over and she put a single napkin. I had napkins, by the way. A single napkin on my table without a word and walked away. I was like, you're a pastor of a big church. You're going to speak in a couple weeks. You can't, you can't. Don't be mean. Don't be a jerk. Okay, stop, 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 stop. (sighs) Calm down. It's okay. We're at Chick-fil-A, the Lord's house. And then so we, (laughs) stop it, stop it. And so we're, we're eating, we're having fun, we're playing, whatever, we're eating our ice cream. And then she gets up to leave, this lady. <laughs> this is not an exaggeration. <laughs> she comes back over, and as she's leaving, she puts down the biggest stack of napkins you've ever seen in your life <laughs> on the table, pats it. <laughs> Judgment in her eyes. Without a word, walks away. <laughs> you know what? It was offensive. But it was helpful. We had more napkins than we needed. I mean, I had napkins for me, napkins for her. I was making it rain napkins up in that Chick-fil-A. Blessing is just God giving you more than you need. Okay? And so, but let me clarify. Let me clarify. Let me clarify. Blessing isn't just about money. Okay? We all like that part, though. And I'm open to it, if you're cool with it. But it's not just about money. Blessing is so much more than just material possession. It's so much more than that. God wants to bless you, and money's a part of it. Seriously, God can bless you in that way. But God wants to bless you with faith, with health, with spiritual gifts, with opportunities, with ideas, with relationships. Man, God's got so much more than just, than just money to, to give you. So much more than that. And it's just about having more than you need. Because if you have just what you need, your life is small and selfish. It is. It's just small and selfish. But if God gives you more than you need, he's doing it for a reason. He's doing it for a purpose. It's for others. And we are blessed to be a blessing. Come on. We are blessed to be a blessing. One more time. We are blessed to be a blessing. We're blessed to be a blessing. So stop praying just for your needs. God needs you to have more than you need, not just for you, but for the world around you, to change people around you, to help other people around you. He needs you to have more than you need. Here's how you can pray it if you want. God, give me more than I need so I can be a blessing to others. So let's go back. Verse 10. 
Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. So he's saying, God, if you bless me with more than I need, I'll do more. But in order to do more, I need, number two, pray for influence. Everyone say influence. Pray for influence. And here, let me stop. This is super important. Um, I think this will change everything for some of you today. Let this sink into your heart. Get this. God has available to you a life bigger than you. Think about that. God has available to you a life bigger than you. Because some of you, if you're here today and maybe you're not fulfilled, there's some emptiness in your life. It might be, I'm not saying it is for sure, but it might be the fact that your life's just all about you. Your problems, your pain, your priorities. And if it is, you're never going to be fulfilled that way. No matter how hard you try and you strive, you'll never be fulfilled just worrying about your own little life. Because the happiest people I know, they don't have less pain than you. They don't have less problems than you. And they don't have more money than you. All of the most happy, fulfilled people I know in my life, they have one thing that separates them from everybody else. Clear purpose. Clear, focused, passionate purpose. And they know why God has put them on the planet Earth. To influence and help other people. And so here we want to make it really easy for you to do that. That's why we have Growth Track, and we talk about it all the time. And if you haven't been to Growth Track, this is your New Year's resolution. Get to Growth Track. We're going to help you discover your purpose. We're going to help you plug into ministry. We're going to help you be fulfilled beyond you. And Growth Track happens the first one of 2019, next Sunday at 10 a.m., right across the hall in room 401. It's not very long. And let me say, if you've been to Growth Track and you're not plugged into your purpose, you're not fulfilled, maybe you're not serving in ministry, go again. You missed something. Go again. Make this your New Year's resolution. We want to make it easy for you to discover why God has put you on planet Earth and go to growth track. Because there's so many of you, gosh, please get this. You have so much more in you than you think. It drives me nuts how much potential is in this room. That's untapped. God has available to you a life bigger than you. So much bigger than you. Like, my wife is awesome now, but she wasn't awesome before. She wasn't very awesome. She's awesome now. And by the way, I met my wife at church during the time where we say, hey, find somebody new, shake a hand, make a friend, whatever. I met her during that time. I know it's awkward for somebody, but that could, that could help you out. Single people. That's like, that's like church speed dating. Hi, 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 hi. Nope, nope, Yes. Single people, all right, all right, you want to tip single people? Single people, all right. So if you're single and we're worshiping, do you know think? Because you want someone who worships, who loves God, so they're, they're worshiping. All you got to do is check their hand, the left hand. <laughs> check, see if there's a wedding ring. And here's a rule of thumb. No wedding band, go shake their hand. <laughs> and then you can name your firstborn son Nick because God used me to help you on this day. Okay. Any single people receive that? All right, come on. But seriously, I want this to ignite a fire in you. There's more in you. Because my wife, when we met, we got married after meeting her church, and she was a C student in, uh, 
in high school, all the way through. She's incredibly smart, just didn't believe in herself. And through high school, I don't say this to brag, but I had a 4.3 GPA in high school. And so we met, and then she started college, and she did incredibly well. Because, I think because she was like, well, if that idiot can do it, then I can do it. <laughs> and so let me tell you, let me tell you, my wife graduated with her bachelor's degree with a 4.0 straight A's GPA. Like, and she was a C student all of her life. Yeah, she didn't know it was in her. She had to see somebody else doing it. She had to believe in herself. And she's like, oh, well, if you can do it, I can do it. You just don't know what's in you. There's so much divine potential in you. Maybe to start serving, to lead worship, to start the business, to have the conversation, to do the thing that you've been putting off forever, that God's like, just take a step towards me and watch what happens. There's so much in you. And I'm here just to shake somebody up, to fire somebody up, to ignite a dream. Maybe, maybe that has died and laid dormant in your heart. The 2019 can be different for you. Amen. If you take a step towards God and watch what he does for you. This is how you can pray it if you want, like this. God, help me to live a life that's bigger than me. Let's go back, verse 10. So Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me. And the hand of God was the mark of his presence. If his hand was with a person, God was with him in a special way. If God's hand was with a people, God's presence, his special presence was with them in a powerful way. So he's saying, God, if you bless me with more than I need, I'll be a blessing to others. And God, if you give me influence, if you enlarge my territory, I'm living life bigger than me. But here's the thing, God, if, I'm, if I have more and I'm doing more, I'm in over my head because I've never been here before. So number three, Pray for presence. Everyone say presence. presence. Pray for presence because I'm in over my head. God, I'm not good enough. I need you with me. And let me be honest with you. That is exactly how I feel on this stage right now in this moment in front of all of you. Because I know me. And what Nick knows is not good enough. And Nick's capacity is not good enough. I know you don't need me. You don't need a little speech with some jokes. You need God. Amen. You need God. Yes. You need the presence of God in your life because I've never changed anyone. Never. I've never changed a life. I've never saved a soul. I've never set someone free. I've never given someone purpose. I've never done anything spiritually significant. God does that. I do not do that. And so that's why, if you don't care, but I'll tell you, this week I laid my hands on every single chair in this place. And I walked through, and I prayed for you specifically. Every single chair I put my hand on, and I prayed that God would meet you here, that God would do something in your life, something that I simply cannot do, because you don't need me, you need him. And right before I get up to preach, and we're all worshiping together, <laughs> I'm not really worshiping, I'm trying, but I'm like, I'm like praying, God, give me something to say. I really need you today. <laughs> I wrote some stuff down on my iPad, but now it sounds really bad. <laughs> Help. And halfway through the last song, this is what I do every time. 
is I take one intentional step forward. I kind of stop singing, stop thinking, and I take one step forward. And in that moment, I'm praying, God, I'm stepping out of myself into the calling that you have for my life. I'm stepping out of myself into your presence and your power. Use me. Let's torch this place. Let's do it. And that's a really holy moment for me. Because I go in that moment from knowing God is with me in a theoretical, ambiguous, you know, kind of feel-goody way to no, 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 no. God is it with me. God's with me. Like he's here. And if, his, if he hasn't come with me up those stairs, this is going to be really bad. But if he comes up, today will change everything for somebody. Amen. And you're here today. God is here for you. And I believe this will change everything for you going forward in your life. Because God's presence is everywhere, but not everywhere the same. So what would it look like for you every day of your life to get up and pray, God, I know you're with me, but today... I need you with me. As I go into the boardroom, as I give this presentation, as I raise these kids, moms, I do not know how you do it. I'm serious. It's hard work. As I'm in this classroom, as I'm taking this test, God, I don't need you with me. I need you with me, guiding me, giving me wisdom, telling me where to go, telling me how to live. I need you with me everywhere I go. You can pray it like this. Be with me because I can't do this alone. So verse 10, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm because if you bless me, I got a lot of stuff. I got a lot of things I can help people with and I'm I'm making a difference and your presence is with me. I'm going places I've never been before. I need protection because all of hell is going to hate it. Number four, pray for protection. If you really want to move the ball forward in the kingdom of God, you're going to need to have someone to have your back. And nobody is strong enough to do that other than God himself. I had a really bad taste in women in the eighth grade. (laughs) Shocker. And so anyway, my, uh, my girlfriend at the time, she cheated on me. What a jerk. <laughs> Why would you go out for burgers when you got steak at home? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, but she did cheat on me. And I found myself, you know how it worked in, in, in middle school. I found myself in the middle of this circle of all these kids going, fight, 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 fight. And with the kid that she cheated on me with. And I, got, I think he was held back grade because he had a mustache and armpit hair, and I didn't have either of those. <laughs> I didn't have either of those. And so here we are, and he was, I was about to get my butt kicked in front of all my friends. That's, that's what the situation was. And so they're going, fine, fine, fine. And I'm like, oh, oh no, oh no. And so anyway, until I hear the greatest sound I've ever heard in my life. I played basketball in middle and high school, and so all my friends were huge. And so I hear... My friends, my big friends walk up. Here's Brandon and his two little brothers, twin brothers, and they're, they're enormous. 
and they're right in front of me. They get in the middle of it and they say, you want to get to Nick? You got to get through us. <laughs> oh! You wouldn't even understand the confidence I had then. I was like, hold me back. Hold me back, bro. You don't know about this. You don't know about this. There's something about the protection of God that gives you confidence. Because if he's for you, who can be against you? Here, you pray like this if you want. God, protect me because I need your help. And this is my favorite part. Jabez concludes his prayer with what he believed would be the result of it. So not focusing on his pain and his problems and his stuff and his priorities, but focusing on God's ability to bless him, to give him influence, to help him, to be with him, all things that he couldn't do. Instead of focusing on himself, he was focusing on God. And here's the result. Verse 10. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. So that his name meant pain. So that I will be free from what used to hold me in my past. So I'd be free from my, own, uh, my old identity, my old ways, my old hang-ups, my old mistakes, my old sin. So I'd be free from myself. And I'd be able to walk in everything you had for me. Because I believe in your promises and your power more than my pain and more than my problems. My daughter Ella, my two-year-old, she likes to work out with me. Uh, we have a little home gym and we made some little PVC weights for her so she doesn't hurt herself. She doesn't like those though. She likes bigger weights. We don't let her, but she does it sometimes. She'll pick up a five pound weight and she's only like 30 pounds. So she's like, she's yoked up. So she'd pick up a five and then she can pick up an eight. So you pick them up, but then she'll go over to like the twenties and she'll try and pick it up and she'll go. And then she'll do this. It's adorable. She'll go, Dada, stuck. Dada, stuck. I go over and I'll pick it up and say, no, baby, it's not stuck. You're just not strong enough. I'm here to tell somebody today that you feel stuck. Maybe 2018 was a weight you simply can't carry and you've been trying Maybe you have an addiction or a relationship or an issue or a secret sin that you've been trying to carry on your own and you're stuck. You can't lift it. What I'm trying to say is cry out to God because your father is the only one strong enough to pick up that weight that you think is stuck. It's not stuck. You're just not strong enough, but he is. And so here's my favorite part of the passage. Verse 10 says this, and God granted his request. So today I came to do one thing for you. I want to put steel in your spine. I want to put faith in your heart. I want to put a fire in your, in your belly. And I want to put a pep in your step as you move into 2019. So what I did is I wrote an open letter to 2019 on your behalf. And I pray you make it your declaration because it's mine. And I'm going to read it. And then we're all going to read it together and we're going to pray. Put it up there for him. Dear New Year, I look forward to meeting you on Tuesday. However, I believe there are some important things you should know about me before we're formally introduced. I am blessed, 
so I can be a blessing. I'm influential, so I'm living a life bigger than me. God's presence is with me, so I'm never alone. God's protection is on me, so I am never without help. So whatever 2019 has in store for me, I'll be more than ready. See you soon. XOXO, kissy hug, love, sincerely, me. Yes. Y'all want to read it together? It'd be fun. Okay, let's read it together. Let's read it. Dear New Year, I look forward to meeting you on Tuesday. However, I believe there are some important things you should know about me before we're formally introduced. I am blessed so I can be a blessing. I am influential so I'm living a life bigger than me. God's presence is with me, so I'm never alone. God's protection is on me, so I am never without help. So whatever 2019 may have in store for me, I'll be more than ready. See you soon, me. Did y'all get anything out of this today? Thanks again for listening to this message resource for Meadowbrook. You can stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.